0: Gets open for three, Dagger! Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Well Beyond the Arc, episode number 32. I'm Manoli.
1: And I'm Montana.
0: And as usual, we'll be talking NBA basketball with you guys for the next hour or so. Glad you can join us, whether you're watching us on Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, listening to us on Spotify, wherever you're catching us. Welcome. We appreciate you being here with us. If you're on YouTube and haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button on the bottom left-hand corner to the Yankee and the Brit Sports Group. Lots of great shows, lots of great podcasts, documentaries, and just overall great content on the Sports Network. And you can catch it all here by becoming a subscriber. It's free. We're not going to charge anything, at least I don't think so. Um, So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Montana how are you doing today the the lettuce is flowing today i see
1: It is yeah it is for sure I know I'm I'm doing pretty good still enjoying the Hawaii winter you know it's it's been pretty busy with with my job but it's been it's been pretty pretty nice out here for sure what about you man how have you been doing
0: I'm I'm good man busy busy life is busy and uh I'm in the Midwest winter so tell me tell me what the Hawaii winter feels
1: like uh 80 so not too bad. It doesn't really feel like winter at all, if you ask me, but I'll take it, honestly. It's uh, it, it The kids here are cold, though. Swim practice, there's freezing. It's 80 degrees outside, and they're freezing. So <laughs> I guess that it's winter to them, but not so much 80. to me.
0: 80 and freezing. Well, I, I, I'm, I mean, you grew up in the Midwest, you know. I mean, here it's like it warmed up in the 20s today. Your wife and I were talking about going down to the community pool and getting to swim in ourselves today. So, you know, didn't get a chance to do that, but neither here nor there. Let's let's hop right into it, man. Uh, go right into state of our squads. Uh, state of my squad, Montana and I every week talk about our favorite teams, Montana's being the Lakers, mine, the Chicago Bulls. And uh, Montana, let's talk. I mean, a lot to talk about today about your Lakers. But w- what's your rant today?
1: So, I mean, obviously there's a pretty big part of our show surrounding the Lakers, and it's not a super positive one. But, you know, looking beyond that, I will say the Lakers are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They're still sitting around that 13th spot. You know, they're right there with the Trailblazers and the Thunder and even the Pelicans and even the Jazz. I mean, they're right there with those teams that are above them. But it's just they can't get enough wins together to get above 500 or even to get close. They're still – Pretty, you know, they're not far, but 24 and 28, they're, they're, they've got some ground to, you know, make up. So it's 13th. They, they went two and two. You know, they, they looked pretty decent in those games. The Celtics one, unfortunately, ended in not a super positive way, but they kept it a lot closer. I pr- originally predicted that game on my purple and gold zone podcast being like a 118 to 102 loss. And the Lakers definitely played a lot, a lot better than, than that. So, Honestly, they've been, they've been putting together some performances. Anthony Davis has been looking pretty decent coming back from injury. So I do think that they look a lot better, but you know, they're still not doing enough to really get to where they need to get. I, I don't think that they've really found all those pieces yet. I think there's a couple more pieces they need to try to find, but you know, they play the Pacers and then a, a weak Pelicans team and a thunder team that they can beat. So their next three games, they can easily go three and zero and get closer to 500.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is fortunately or unfortunately, but a lot, my Bulls have a lot in common with your Lakers. I've almost the same record. We're 23 and 27 right now after last night's loss to the Clippers. Um you know, we're, we're 10th in the East, but I mean, it's almost same record-wise, not a lot of separation between the 7th spot and the 12th spot in either conference right now, which is great for parity, but for us as fans of our respective teams, uh, yeah, it's we're, we're starting to enter heart attack watch for the playoffs. Um, Bulls went one and three last week. Not a great week for for the Chicago basketball squad. Lost a close game to Indiana in Indiana. Uh, terrible loss to the Charlotte Hornets. One of the worst teams is not the e- worst team in the Eastern Conference. Inexcusable. Bounce back with a win at Orlando. And then, you know, the loss with the Clipper against the Clippers at home. OK, the Clippers are a solid team and Kawhi and Paul George are healthy. They're looking pretty, pretty good right now. But that makes the losses to Indiana and Charlotte looks Indiana, who's one in 10 in their last 11 games, especially without Tyrese Halliburton and Charlotte. So bad. Smoke, you think the Bulls have a brighter future? I don't know. They, there's rumors they might be blowing it up with the trade deadline. But um, ah, this team just drives me nuts. I've been saying it every week. They're going to hover around 500, but like the Lakers can't seem to get to 500, have had opportunities, um, been blowing double digit leads all month, heck all year. (sighs) Just have to get get this out and see. I don't expect the Bulls to do much at the trade deadline, if anything, but yeah, I I, I just semi defeated, but not. But I mean, like Montana said, we have a lot to talk about the Lakers especially about the non-call, non-foul call heard around the world over the weekend during the, the Lakers-Celtics game. Montana, I'll just give you the floor. I mean, you saw that game. What did you think of it? Was it a foul? How bad was the missed call? And I don't know, just give me your thoughts on this.
1: I mean, it was, in my opinion, that's one of the worst missed calls I have seen. I mean, especially live, watching that game live, And seeing so many different shots of it, even just live, you know, they'll show footage of it. You'll see highlights of it. You'll see so much more after the game, but the amount of footage and the amount of times they just kept showing it and showing an obvious foul. It was, it was ridiculous. Now there's people that are going back on the other side saying there was a travel and this and that, and trying to kind of defeat that with the other thing. And to me again, I think that the travels they don't really call those a lot of the times anymore. There's a lot of missed travel calls. They have tra- the
0: called before. they've called a lot this year. Well, I at will least at the they- beginning of the year, not yeah. towards the end of the games though.
1: No. And but so that's not really something that they would call at that moment anyway. So that kind of defeats that. But the foul call was extremely obvious and you know they came back you know and said that it eventually said that it was in fact a foul they came back you know like they've been doing and i just for me the the worst thing is you would think that with technology and with everything that we would be moving way beyond this being a thing being an issue there would be a clear-cut way to see this and a clear-cut way to determine What's a foul and what's not. But if anything, it makes you feel like we're going the other way with it because that was just a ridiculous missed call. And the Lakers have had a couple of those. The Lakers have had a couple of really bad missed calls at the end of games. And it's not just the Lakers. There's been other teams that have had pretty bad missed calls. But the Lakers are, I mean, yeah, that's another way that we are (laughs) carrying each other. We have we have both had some some issues. I mean, there's been a lot of this has been a really awful. We talked about this last episode, but I almost feel like we could talk about the bad in every single episode because it's happening every single week. That could be. A, I mean, we could have its its own little segment every week to talk about the bad refing because Three it's just blind not. So yeah, that's that. There we go. That's what it is. So, I I was shocked that I did not get. You know, that, I don't know. I was shocked. I was shocked that that was so obvious, so blatantly in front of them, and it was just missed. And especially LeBron, you would think especially a player like LeBron, his magnitude, you know, you don't want to pull that card that, but it's true that exists. There is a level there. Superstar and call. Yeah. To Yeah. I was, I just, I was surprised. I, I these, this, this season has been really bad with ref refing as we talked about last episode, but that to me was ridiculous. And to, again, it looks like we're going backwards instead of forwards and with everything we should have, you know, more opportunities to, to, you know, to nail these calls in and to get the correct calls. So I was shocked and I was mad. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad. There's been a couple of nights I've been watching these games in front of uh, the boarding students during study hall when I'm trying to, when I'm supposed to monitor it. And there's been a couple games when I've slammed my computer down. So luckily I wasn't in front of them in this game because there was a little more than just slamming the computer down. But that was, that was a ridiculous loss. I was shocked. So I think that just shows that we're going the wrong way with these calls.
0: Cal, we'll get to your comment in a second. It's, a, it's an interesting comment there about um, if it's bad roughing or the NBA influencing these games. It's um, actually going to lead us into, into one of these points here in a second. Uh, the, the play itself. You know, th- we, we've talked about it ad nauseum that the officiating has been consistently inconsistent this season. Um, it's just been bad. And I know there's a lot of veteran referees that have retired and they're trying to bring in these new refs that are trying to make their mark and they still don't understand that fans come to the game to see the players and not them referee or give someone a technical foul, um, things of that nature. The play itself, you know, I think officials want to let the players decide the outcome of games and not the officials. I really do. Even these terrible refs this this season. Um, That being said, the, the travel calls, non so-called travel call, I've seen some frames. NBA Twitter is hilarious, by the way, if you follow that. But there is an argument to be made about the travel. But if you're going to let the, the players decide the outcome of games, you're not going to call a travel on LeBron James, of all people, at the end of the game. At the same token, though, they didn't call, they call a foul on LeBron for LeBron James, even though it was completely obvious. Jason Tatum did rack him around, across the arm on that lefty layup. Definite missed call. But it's got... It, I, I'm still trying to figure out what a travel is. I'm still trying to figure out what a foul is. I'm of the thought of if it's a foul in the first quarter, it's a foul in the fourth quarter. If it affects the shot, which it obviously did, it should be a foul, and he should have went to the free-throw line for two with you know a second left or whatever it was. Uh, granted, game was tied. Maybe if the Lakers were down, they blow the whistle. I don't know. I have no idea what these guys are thinking. And, it, and unfortunately, it cost the Lakers the game. Um, uh, they went on to, to lose in overtime to Boston and otherwise it, a great game. What's lost in this. And I thought this was a funny moment just being on the outside and me. I don't know how you feel about this Montana, but the Patrick Beverly technical about showing him, showing the ref that he missed the call, holding up a photographer's camera of courtside showing the Jason Tatum blatantly hit him. That's gotta be one of the best technicals that I've seen, um, There have been some interesting ones, but that's just how obviously bad this missed call was. And, you know, there's folks saying, "Okay, well, is the NBA, you know, talking about conspiracy theories and it's a rabbit hole. I hate to go down, but it talks about, you know, conspiracy theories with the refs. King Cal just mentioned it and questioned it himself here just a second ago. Is the NBA influencing these referees or the refs just bad? Well, the refs have it out for the Lakers. LeBron James thinks so. His teammates in the Lakers think so. What do you think?
1: You know, I so here's the thing. I would say if the Lakers were the only team that was getting screwed over, then I would say I think it's just that. But no, it's it's the whole league. We are seeing this. We're seeing a problem that's league wide. Now I will say the Lakers have been a team that it's happened to more than some other teams. But I I don't look at it like it's just the Lakers. We're the only team. No, there's a lot of bad officials. There's a lot of bad refing going on and it's league wide it's both conferences it's both sides and we see it throughout so I don't think it's just the Lakers I think it's I think it's a bigger problem that it's not just the Lakers because that shows that this is a problem that's going to co- go and continue throughout but again the Lakers are one of the teams that have had the most but in you know the Patrick Beverly Tech I I think that, I mean, that's the kind of thing he does. You know, he'll he'll have some okay games and then he'll have antics like that. And that's his season. Those are most of his seasons. A couple of decent performances and then a lot of antics. I personally am not a big fan because it's like, yeah, you know what? That was an obvious foul, but they're not going to reverse it. They're not going to change it. And that just makes us look worse. I think that just makes us look like a bigger clown show. I mean, we can't piece together wins. We can't stay healthy. And now we're just losing to the Celtics and looking like clowns while doing it. So that made me mad. I I thought it was funny, but I was also like, it's just it makes unnecessary.
0: It's unnecessary. Yeah. it's
1: it's not going to change yeah. the outcome. You know, you're not going to go out there and change the outcome of the game. So that why would you? It's just it's a show, and I, it's not the good. Sh- it's not the lake show. It's the clown show. So I'm sick of it. I <sighs> mean, it, that's Ooh. what it is. I I was gonna go, man. I was gonna fly wow. to LA this season. I was gonna spend money to go to LA. You know, Hawaii to LA is not that long. It's like I don't know six, seven, eight hours. You know, I was just gonna go there, but now I'm like I don't know if I want to spend the money on that. I don't know if I want to go see a bunch of clowns. I don't know. Wow.
0: That's the one thing I haven't called my bulls as clowns. Although they're not too far off. Maybe you might see that for me on our next episode. Whew. Okay. Well, I mean, look, I, I don't think there's an NBA ref conspiracy. There there's always thoughts about, Oh, well, the, the NBA wants this playoff series to go to seven to get more money and more red ticket revenue and, and things of that nature. Uh, oh, they want certain teams to win. Well, if you have Scott Foster ref a game that Chris Paul is playing in, the NBA obviously wants Chris Paul to lose. I mean, that's I say that in jest, but that you have the whole Tim Donahue thing that happened like 15 years ago, which I can't believe I'm talking 15 There's years ago.
1: There's real stuff to this. There's real levels yeah. to that. There's definitely levels to that. There, there there definitely
0: are levels to it, but I think it's more so on a ref-by-ref ref basis. You know, yeah. Scott Foster was called out in that Tim Donahue uh Doc, and no one in the NBA office lifted it. Like, well, we're looking at it. We don't believe these allegations against Scott Foster. No. Come on. Come on. Look, I don't work for the NBA. I don't. I'm not Adam Silver's right hand man. I don't know if he's telling the, the the officials you need to influence these games, but I really find it hard to believe that the NBA would want to screw the Lakers of all teams. One of them, if not one of the top three popular teams in the NBA all time have have the most recognizable player in the game today, not named Steph Curry, right? You have Steph Curry, LeBron, Giannis. There's a handful of guys. LeBron's name's obviously in there, and it has been for the last 20 years. You're going to screw that guy? You you don't want that guy in the playoffs? Like, come on. Now, I I did read it. I I do read. I found an interesting article uh, on Yahoo Sports. by again. I'm going to butcher this guy's name. His name's Ben Rohrbach. And he wrote, you know, he questioned the, the NBA officiating and especially this whole last two minute of the game report BS that comes out that you've heard me talking about because it screwed the bulls over many times it screwed the Lakers over a couple of times. And he actually goes back, he does some sort of research and I'm not sure where he gets these, these numbers for, but he has all the teams ranked from first to last in terms of the teams that get the benefit of the call the most in the last two minutes. And that crunch time, he actually has the Lakers at second best at 61.1%, which baffles me because we have this game. He's obviously not counting the Celtics game from the other night, but he has this, the Celtics second best as far as benefiting from calls to the Los Angeles Clippers. And he has the bulls third worst at 41.7% only the jazz and the Kings. The Kings are the worst on his list. And they're number three in the West. Now, I'd really like to understand how he comes up with these metrics. I just wanted to share that at least more and more people are looking at this, and they're saying the officiating in the NBA is absolutely terrible.
1: Go ahead. No, no, no. go for it. I was just, I was just going to say, yeah, it's it's very blatantly obvious, and I think that even with people calling it out, it's not really making a difference. So the league, I, I hope there'll be something eventually, but I just don't think this will be something that'll ever change completely. I mean, the good news is you know, there there seems to be a lot of like we talked about last time a little bit, former NBA players that are starting to look into refing. And there's, you know, there's a couple um that are pretty notable that are going, you know, looking into it seriously. And 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 I think that could be a positive change, especially if a lot of those negative, you know, things are personal ref by ref and not league wide. I think getting more former NBA players that want to see these games play out correctly. And you want to, you know, you want the players to determine the, the way the game plays out, but LeBron, you know, this was determining the game. This was a moment that would have determined. This was that, this was that moment. It was a foul that would have determined the game. It wasn't like a, you know, a pointless foul that would have slowed the game. This was the foul. I can't, I like, this was the most obvious, you know, in game momentum shifting, and again, the Lakers still, you know, went into overtime, but that was it. This team, if you watch Purple and Golds or listen to it, you'll you'll hear me say I, they cannot win in overtime. If they go to overtime, I turn the game off. I'm like, oh, good good game tonight, guys. You tried. That's it. Because usually, that's when they crumble. So that's my end of my rant. But it goes beyond just the Lakers. It's it's league wide. It, it's yeah. something that you see. You know, if you turn any game on,
0: yeah. Uh, again, I think we, we uh, I feel for your brother, because I'm feeling the same thing with with my squad too. I mean, it's 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 rough. Uh, now, Demar Derozan isn't the star that LeBron James is, obviously, but it happens to him too. Um, Grant, my Bulls find ways to to blow leads and screw up the last two minutes of the game on their own. They don't need the refs' helps, but that's a different story. So, like once again, we're brothers in arms there, so to speak. Well, staying on the Lakers, but let's talk about a positive here, and I think is a positive. After scoring 28 points against the New York Knicks last night in a win. I believe, yeah, the Lakers won last night, right? They beat the Knicks. Uh, Le- LeBron James is now 89 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the NBA's all-time career regular season scoring Total points. Kareem's 38,307 points seemed unbreakable when he, when he retired in 1989, but... LeBron's got other ideas and he doesn't show any signs of slowing down too much. I think he's going to do it next week, either February it's going to be at home either February 7th versus the Oklahoma city thunder or the ninth against the Milwaukee bucks. If you're trying to get tickets to that game, tickets to the February 7th game are going for $7,500 in the nosebleed section. So good luck with that. But Montana, what, what do you make of LeBron coming approaching kareem's record how big of a deal is this what does this mean to the league and and are you impressed
1: it's a huge deal for the league i mean because again this is the this is the record that people thought was unbreakable And this is, I mean, this one is up there. The assist record is obviously looked at as more than likely going to stay pretty unbreakable. I don't think that's going to get broken, to be honest with you. That's an impressive number. But this points, I mean, this is the most like viewed as unbreakable one, I think there is. And LeBron is doing it, and he's not done. He's still playing. This isn't like his last season when he's, you know, oh, this is the last season he's going to pat. No, he's going to go at least, I would say, three, four more seasons after this one. So he definitely is going to just build on his success success and keep scoring and keep moving up with his assists and his rebounds. And it's amazing. That's incredible. I'm, I i do not care. I care as a Lakers fan. It's like, that's awesome. But if we miss the playoffs again, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's like, like how many of those points, did he score as a Laker? It's awesome, and I think it's good, but it's not as big as if he was a Laker for ten years, or if a La- you know a Laker for eight years, or if he you know had a couple champions. Like it's a big deal for the league, and I'm happy for him, and I think it's a big deal as a whole. But as a Lakers fan, I'm not looking at it as a huge deal. The bigger deal would be making the playoffs, and maybe even making it past the first round this season. So I just think that for me, I'm 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 happy for him. I think it's awesome that it's going to be in the purple and gold, the top two in you know all time are going to be lakers and that's more than likely going to remain like that for quite some time so i think that's awesome i think that's great but looking at it big picture it's not a super big thing for me as a lakers fan but still congrats to him because that's insane the fact that he's doing that and he's still he's not done yet so that's super impressive right there
0: i agree it's a huge deal for the league right this is a record that it's it stood for 39 years you know, Kareem played for 20 years and, you know, no one thought that anybody would last this long to be able to, to approach this, this all-time scoring record. Right. Uh, I believe LeBron's also the all-time leading playoff scorer as well. So this just, it, it's another accolade. It's another record. And this, it it's whether you love them or you hate them, it's an impressive uh, accomplishment. Um, you know, he's what he's doing at 38 years old. I wrote a blog on this and it's it just, it's just amazing that he, I think he's still averaging. No, not still. He's averaging 30 points a game this season. He's 38 years old. I remember when, when Jordan played for the wizards after being out for a couple of years and he was averaging 23 and still going up against guys that were like, you know, Paul Pierce's Vince Carter's when they were first coming up in their early twenties. I thought that was impressive. This, this blows it out of the water. And yes, I say that as a bulls plan, it, it what he is doing, is the most impressive thing, especially at age 38, that, you know, I've seen. Um, he w- he will be the NBA's all-time leading scorer at the end of next week. Uh, and this is coming from a guy that considers himself a past first player. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know what? You mentioned the assist record. He just passed Steve Nash on the all-time assist uh, list. And I think he's. I think that puts him in the top five right now. He plays another couple years. I don't fourth, think he I touches. Think. He, yeah, four, fourth or fifth. If he plays another couple of years, he'll he'll come close to John Stockton. I don't know if he's going to stay in the league long enough to, to pass John Stockton, but he's going to be top three by the time his career is set and done. All-time leading scorer, top three in assists. He's got 10,000 rebounds as well. The first player to have, geez, he's going to have 38,000, probably 40,000 points by the time his career is done. 40,000 points, 10,000 plus assists, 10,000 plus rebounds. Add the 2,000 plus three-pointers. I mean, it's just it's just insane. Now, I do agree with you. If I was a Lakers fan, I would rather have the playoffs. I'd have, have, rather have a long playoff run. Still impressive. I think this is a big deal for the Lakers franchise because they need anything positive to happen to them right now. They need any positive attention uh, and not anything like the, the, the non-miss call heard around the world against the Celtics. I think they can use some positivity. Maybe they can feed off that.
1: I will say that that could be something that could boost us and really give us what we need to maybe continue that, you know, that momentum that we should pick up with these next three wins, but also without just without that looking into, you know, three wins. Break the scoring record. I I do think that there could be a lot of positivity, you know, with LA. And I think that could, that could add on. What I will say is LeBron breaking any other, or at least getting close to Stockton. It also depends on who he surrounds himself with. And it's, so sure. it's kind of, for me, it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to really matter where he goes next. And I, I, I'm not super convinced it's gonna be. He's gonna stay in LA. I think there's a chance, but it's gonna be really interesting to see how the rest of his career plays out because there's gonna be so many defining factors where he ends up on those lists for what he does after he's a Laker, or if he stays a Laker and they build that team. There's just there's so many unknowns because I don't think that he's an, an LA lock, but I also think he could remain there. So there's a lot of things that are up in the air. But this is a super positive thing for the Lakers and for the league. Just seeing that it's just it's super, super cool. And the fact that he's going to more than likely do that at home is super special.
0: Yeah. No, a great, a great moment for the Los Angeles fans there to be able to see that at home. And for those doling out that, those big bucks uh, for the, for to be able to witness it in person, God bless you, man. Well, enough for the Lakers talk, no offense, Montana, but we have more important things to accomplish here today. And it is another, rendition of the game that's sweeping the internet it's another edition of nba player or if you are a regular of the well beyond the arc podcast here on the yankee and the sports group yankee and the brit sports group excuse me you know the games play but if you're a newbie we're going to go ahead and explain it anyway every week i give montana the name of five individuals and he has to tell me whether or not they are a current or former nba player Or the name of someone that's doing something else. Someone from another profession. That profession could be famous surfer. It could be famous ballerina, WWE star, talk show host, European politician. It's literally anything I come up with the day of. And this week is no different. And if Montana gets the answer to the question correct, you will hear the sound. Victory! Victory! Thank you, Johnny Drama, a uh, staple here on Well Beyond the Ark. And if he gets it incorrect, you'll hear the sound. I got you, Jay. All right, Montana, how are you feeling today? You are perfect in 2023. And you said that you were not going to miss one in 2023. But how are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty confident.
0: He's feeling confident he's feeling calm cool calm and collective oh yeah all right well let's see how you feel after i reveal the topic um you're out in hawaii right oh yeah so they had baywatch hawaii back in the day right i mean have you, you you used to if you ever seen an episode of baywatch you're familiar with the tv show and the movie right
1: I know of it. I've not se- I've seen the movie. I've not seen the show, but I've known the sh- I've seen like clips of the show maybe, but not like not entire episodes at all.
0: No. Like the slow running on the beach, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you're familiar with it because today's rendition of NBA player is NBA player or Baywatch character.
1: Well, shoot. Okay.
0: Listen, brother, Jay and I both say say it every week to you. If we're, we need to take someone to Vegas to the, uh, to the roulette table. We're taking you.
1: Hey, there we go. Let's see if, let's see if I can continue that.
0: All right. Well, so I'm going to give you the names. You got to tell me if they are an NBA player or a Baywatch. I'm sorry, not the character name. No, it is the character. Hold on a second. I might've screwed something up here. Bear with me here a second. It's going to be either the Baywatch character name or the name of the The actor. I just realized I screwed something up my list, but that's okay. You'll still do well, I'm sure. Name number one. Is this the name of an NBA player or Baywatch character slash actor who played on Baywatch? It's a mouthful. The name is Jeremy Jackson. Jeremy Jackson.
1: I'm going to go with Baywatch.
0: Victory! he's still perfect in 2023 folks jeremy jackson played hobie buchanan during seasons two through ten on baywatch which i believe season 10 might have been baywatch hawaii either a 10 or 11 i don't know wikipedia lies all right one-on-one name number two is this the name of a current or former nba player or a baywatch character slash actor who played on baywatch cj Parker
1: CJ Parker I'm going to go with NBA
0: <sighs> The streak is over, ladies and gentlemen. CJ Parker played by Pamela Anderson in seasons 2 through 6 on Baywatch. Not going to lie, when I made the list, I thought that might have been the one that tied you up. All right, time to start a new streak. Name number three. Is this the name of an NBA player or Baywatch character slash actor who played on Baywatch? The name is Dean Wade. NBA? Dean. Victory! Right, Dean Wade has been with the Cleveland Cavaliers since 2019. He is still with them. Averaging 6.2 points per game and 3.7 rebounds this season. Two out of three. Name number four. Is this a current or former NBA player or Baywatch actor or character name? The name is Michael Newman. Michael Newman. Baywatch. Victory! (laughs) Michael Newman played by... Michael Newman in seasons one through 10 also nicknamed
1: new Hey, that I kind of actually had an idea of who that might be a little <laughs> bit. Not really, but sort of that one. I had, I, I redeemed myself a little bit.
0: That was, that was a quick trigger. Okay. All right. A fifth and final name. Is this the name of an NBA player or Baywatch character slash actor? His name is Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor. Baywatch. No, uh, Terry Taylor is in his second season with the Indiana Pacers out of Austin P. Uh, is averaging 2.7 points per game in 25
1: games this season. Who knows anyone on the Pacers? That's why I don't know who he is. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, <laughs> hopefully,
0: what? No, no one from the great state of Indiana uh, is, is watching today. But yes.
1: That was a rough one. I mean,. It wasn't awful, but, I mean, that that not losing in 2023 thing didn't really last too long. But it lasted longer than it could have, at least. I got a couple in a row.
0: You you got 11 in a row. Back-to-back five out of fives. Nothing to to be ashamed of there. Still 13 out of 15 in 2023. I'm going to keep the running stats, but still doing 105 out of 140 all time. You're doing pretty damn well. Not bad. All right, everyone. Well, we're going to pause for just a second um, for a word, not from the Yankee and the Brit, but yes, from the Yankee and the Brit.
1: Now, you know why we're here. So if you have any doubts or reservations, now is the time to say so. No one will think any less of you. Because once you enter this family, there's no getting out. Hey, what's this fucking thing, Soprano, what the fuck it is? You a is that to be up? These are real FBI recordings of four men talking about a mob TV show that they love. These men belong to a real crime family known as the De Calicante family. In the TV show, The Sopranos, Tony Soprano is the head of a fictional mob family. The Sopranos are violent, brutal, and unforgiving. But there was a real New Jersey crime family before the Sopranos. Yeah, it was cool. The New York Mafia families have never looked at the De Calicantes as anything more than a glorified crew. If you listen to Bruce Springsteen, he'll tell you everything you need to know about
0: New Jersey. New Jersey is the place you wanna get out of and you aspire to come to New York. It's the place next to the power. It's the place next to money. It's the place next to celebrity. If uh, you asked
1: anybody who was in the five families in New York, I don't think they'd want to be a member of of the Jersey mob. I actually know of some cases where,
0: you know, guys couldn't get made in New York and had it as a last resort, take Jersey.
1: Tony Soprano is always thinking about the good old days. When he thought that uh, mafiosi were more Spartan, uh, they were more loyal. They obeyed the oaths of omerta, of, of how to conduct themselves as men of honor. Oh, May
0: I burn in hell? I betray my friends. In real life, they know that they're being watched, uh, getting their pictures taken. They gotta watch that their phones aren't tapped. They gotta watch that the club that they hang in isn't bugged. They gotta be afraid now if the guy they're talking to turn a wire on them. They're
1: absolutely paranoid but you have to be there is no way they're as powerful today as they was say 30 40 20 years ago today they're lucky they can get a reservation at a restaurant you know really literally
0: wow that looks badass guys so yeah, that's the trailer for uh, Real Talk's newest documentary. I forgot I, I caught the name of the family, but uh, I've already forgotten it. But basically, that's based off of what The Sopranos are based off of. So if you caught the last doc uh, about uh, John Gotti, you're gonna definitely not gonna want to miss this one. Be sure to check that out. All right, Montana. Let's get into the good, bad, and the ugly for this week. Who hmm. do you have? What do you have as your good? Well, probably who. So-
1: you know, honestly, I don't I don't want to say this as a good, but it has to be. You know, I have talked I've dogged on the Warriors a little bit the whole season, but my good has to be the Warriors because they're starting to look more like a team that's gonna contest for that title and try to defend that title and really try to make that push back to where they just were. So they're currently the fifth seed, they're on a three game winning streak and they're six and four in their last ten games. So they're looking a lot better. They've moved up again. The West and the East, honestly, that top ten, west and east. Is so close, but that Warriors team is sitting up closer to the top, and I think they'll continue to climb. So the Warriors are my good. They're starting to look more like that team that I was hoping they would look like at the beginning of the season.
0: <laughs> I was wondering what Smoke was going to, I was wondering what our resident Warriors fan was going to pipe in after you said that the Warriors were going to be the good for this week. Well, that's
1: the good thing I'm saying. Oh, I'm for the rest of the shout
0: team. out, bringing Smoke. Yes. Um, my there's a lot to pick from a lot of great performances in the past week or so. I mean, Washington wizards of all teams have won six in a row and are now ninth in the East. You have Giannis putting up an efficient 50 points in 30 minutes, Dame going off for 60 points against Utah the other night, Luca with another 50 burger. My good this week is Joel Embiid. And it might not be better than all of those, but I grew up in the nineties and the nineties were a time where NBA centers were were king. If you weren't named Michael Jordan, you want to be an elite NBA center, right? And the center may not be dead yet, but it's evolved. And there is a great matchup over the weekend between uh, sixer, the 76ers and the Denver Nuggets, Joel Embiid versus two time reigning MVP Nikola Jokic and Embiid balled out. He had 47 points and 18 rebounds, leading Philly to a come from behind win on national TV. I want to see more sixers nuggets game so for me my goods joel mb what about your bad
1: so unfortunately my bad has to do with your bulls my bad has to be lonzo ball uh now it's been announced that it's looking like the soonest he'd even be back would be the beginning of april that's the end of the nba season so essentially he would either be back for like the last week or if the bulls maybe make the plan or maybe make the playoffs he'd be there for that but i just they're not that's realistically he's out. He's that's it for the whole season. Saying that he's expected to be back first week of April is saying that he's done. And that's the, that may be the end of his time. I don't want to say this end of his time in Chicago, but I, I don't know how it's going to play out in the future with that whole team. So it's a really bad situation. And that Bulls team looked really good that year that he played and that year that they were all together, they looked like a solid team. So to go from that to this, is is just really disappointing. I'm not even a Bulls fan that disappoints me. So, you know, seeing that is rough, and I just think that that, you know, the writing's pretty much on the wall. It doesn't seem like we'll see Lonzo Ball suit up for the Bulls this season.
0: Yeah, it's kind of sad, to be honest with you. Uh, Bulls are a completely different team with him in the lineup. Ball movement defensively, add to their depth, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what he said. That's pretty much – no, I'm kidding. Um, my bad for this week is not LeBron James's reaction to the, the non-foul call I uh, heard around the world, but former NBA player Chandler Parsons. He of the I stole a bunch of money from the was it the Memphis Grizzlies uh, for the four-year ninety-six million dollar deal. Barely played with them, but he tweeted out his reaction to LeBron's reaction. Now, I'm paraphrasing it now, but Chandler Parsons tweeted something along the lines of. I wouldn't have reacted that way if someone ran over my dog. Now, I don't know if we have any dog people on here, but come on, man. You would be upset. You must not love your dog, man. If you don't love your dog that much, give him up for adoption. Something Chandler Parsons do better. Man, that's bad. Anyway, <laughs> what's your ugly for this week, Montana?
1: The Pelicans. What team what team is I mean, here okay, here's the thing. First of all, injuries they're not the same team because of who's been in and out of the lineup. But this team is on a nine-game losing streak. They were sitting in the top four, and now they they're down to tenth. They're they're still tenth. That's not gonna. They're not gonna stay tenth if they keep losing those games because teams like the Lakers. And the and even the, the you know the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder, these teams are climbing. The Portland Trailblazers, these teams are climbing. This Pelicans team will find themselves below 10 very quickly if they don't pick it up. So a nine-game losing streak. But again, injuries is a huge is a huge part of that. That's honestly that's the biggest factor is injuries, but that that just shows how how very fragile this Pelicans team is. I don't know if this Pelicans team can go the distance because they're showing how fragile they are. Because now that you know they they climbed and they dropped so quickly, so that's not a good look for them. They they look pretty fragile, and that's just I, they better figure it out or they're going to fall below ten.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's mind. I mean, it shows you how much a couple of key injuries hurt your team, right? Uh, my, ugl- there's a couple of uglies here, but I'm going to go one. And I mentioned it earlier, the Indiana Pacers, one of the surprise teams. And I still think they're a surprise team this year. I-, I mentioned it earlier. They are one in 10 in their last 11 games. And those are, they happen to be the last 11 games that Tyrese Halliburton has missed. They were in a firm pay- playoff spot. Now they are 11th in the East. Now, granted, probably a half game out of a playing spot or something like that, but Tyrese Halliburton is supposed to come back soon, but Indiana Pacers one in 10. That's ugly. All right. Well, the NBA all-star starters were announced last week, but tomorrow night, the reserves are going to be re- announced. So before the NBA announces their reserves, Montana and I are going to give our picks for who we think should be on the all-star team this year for both conferences. Giannis Kumbo, the Milwaukee Bucks is captain. well, He is a leading vote getter of the Eastern conference. So he is the captain for team Yannis LeBron James. uh, got the most votes in the West. He is the captain for team LeBron. So we'll just go through our East and West reserves and I'll go ahead and kick it off Montana. If you don't mind, let's start in the East. Uh, Seven reserves for both squads. I picked three front court players, two guards and two wild cards, I don't think there's a rhyme or reason with who's get you know, what positions get picked, but I'm just going to go down um, my list here. First reserve off the board, Joel Embiid mentioned a minute ago, having a monster season again for the Philadelphia 76ers um, arguably deserves to be a starter, but didn't get voted in. He's my first reserve. Then I got two first time all-stars as guards. I have Tyrese Halliburton at the Indiana Pacers, only guy, I believe, averaging, well, outside of Nicole Jokic now, um, only averaging 20 points per game and 10 assists per game. Obviously, that he, he's needed the Indiana Pacers lineup because he's made a difference and it's one in 10 with them out of it. So, Embiid, Brunson, Halliburton, my two for, uh, additional forwards, Jalen Brown, who's a combo guard forward for the Boston Celtics, best team in the East. I think they deserve a second All Star. Julius Randle of the Knicks, averaging 23 and close to 11. Can't believe I have two Knicks as reserves, but I do. And then my two wild cards, I keep going back and forth on this. The one is firm in my mind. That's Bam out of bio, the Miami Heat, averaging over 20 points and 10 rebounds per game. Heat, a top six team in the East, definitely deserve an all-star. And while I think he's playing at an all-star level, I don't think the team is, but I did put DeMar DeRozan the bulls as my last wild card spot in for the Eastern conference. A lot of guys, a lot of debate on who should be there, but that's my seven. How about you Montana? Who do you you got?
1: So we've got a little bit of a different list, but a couple of those guys are pretty, pretty similar on those lists. So I've got um, for my, for my guard, I've got Jalen Brown and I've got James Harden actually making my list. Obviously, you know, Harden missed some time, with that injury, but he's has he played really well before. And now that since he's been back, he's picked that right back up and he's played really solid. So I didn't see him being an all-star, you know, back at the beginning of the season, but especially when he went down with that injury, but since he's been, he's, he's played pretty good ball. So I've got Jalen Brown and I've got James Harden and then I've got, uh Bam Adebayo, Pascal Siakam, and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid obviously was on this list. Everybody knew that we were going to see him before these lists. I mean, we don't even he's gonna be a lock. That, that would be the biggest snub in the history of any. I mean, that would be ridiculous. He's a, he's pretty much a lock for sure. And you're gonna see him on there. And then Adebayo and you know Siakam are have been playing just incredible ball. And then when we go to my wild cards, I've got you know Tyrese Halberton, you know, he's my he's my wild card, and then I've got one that Honestly, I've got a Nick on mine, but it's not it's not one you would expect. I've actually got Jalen Brunson is my is my other is my other my pick for that because I'm gonna be honest, when I think about the Nick's success, Brunson, you know obviously Randall has been with them and he's kind of been a big part of that system, but Brunson has had a really big impact and they've, they've looked decent. They look better than they did last season. And a big part of that's Brunson. So uh, he's my wild card, but I would have never expected to put him on that list when he, when we found out he was going to the team, I would have never picked that.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I remember over the off season when the Knicks signed Brunson, I thought that would hurt the Mavericks, but I didn't think it would hurt him as much. And I didn't think he would have this much of an impact to be this good no. in New York. I mean, they're talking about Jalen Brunson being the best New York Knicks free agent signing in quite some time. Uh, I mean, the only other one I can think of is Amari Stoudemire and he got hurt halfway and, you know, about a year or two into his into his tenure. And then they traded for Carmelo Anthony and Stoudemire was just a role player after that. So we basically have the same reserves. The only difference is you have Pascal Siakam and James Harden. And in my, in their place, I have Julius Randle and DeMar DeRozan. Um, I had, I, I considered Siakam. Um, I considered James Harden. I also considered Trey Young, Jimmy Butler, and I can't believe I'm, I have this on my list, but I actually thought about Porzingis and Kuzma, the Wizards, but obviously they fell a little farther down. A lot, <laughs> lot, lot of deserving folks that can make the uh, the all star reserves. We'll see how how close we made it uh, as far as being accurate. Uh, and then again, a reminder starters for. The Eastern Conference, Yanis Dedekumbo, obviously, Kevin Durant of the Nets, Jason Tatum of the Celtics, uh, Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets, and Donovan Mitchell for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Good for Donovan Mitchell getting voted in as a starter. Uh, For the West, uh, starters again, LeBron James, obviously, Zion, Zion, Zion Williamson of the Pelicans, Nikola Jokic of the Nuggets, Luka Doncic of the Mavericks, and Steph Curry of the Warriors. I'll go through my seven reserves for the Western Conference. Um, first one I, I picked, and one of the best stories in the league are the Sacramento Kings. And I have Demonta Sabonis as a, as a reserve there, um, averaging over 18 points a game, leading the NBA in rebounds. And he's a big reason why the Kings are as successful as they are. So I have DeMontis Sabonis, two guards, um, a lot of competition, the guard spot. John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies. And Dame Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard coming back from a season where he was missed most of the season due to abdominal injury back to averaging. Now he's averaging 30 points a game. One of the reasons why Portland's fighting for a play in berth. Forwards. This is where it gets a little dice and you'll find out why in a second. Uh, I have Lori Markin of the Utah jazz, making it for the first time, Utah, a little bit of a surprise team kind of hovering there now in the play in area, but I think it's, it'd be a great story. Have a guy from the Utah jazz all-star games in Utah this season in salt Lake city and marketing's played to an all-star level. I think he deserves to be there. So I have him at the forward. I have Paul George on my roster. He's only played in 37 games at 36 or 37 games, missed a lot of time due to injury, but the Clippers are still hovering in the top five or six in the West. And I think they deserve an all-star it wasn't going to be Kawhi Leonard. Uh I have a Paul George here with an asterisk, but Paul George is here for me. And then my two wild cards I've got <laughs> Gilchis Alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder, completely balling out, um, leading a surprising Oklahoma City team, averaging over 30 points per game. I feel like I say that a lot because there's a ton of guys averaging over 30. And then I went back and forth on my last pick. I can be talked out of the forward spot, but my last wild card pick, I have De'Aaron Fox of the Kings. I have two Sacramento Kings as Western Conference All-Stars. I mean, granted, they're, I think, third <laughs> in the West right now, but it, it, first-time All-Star bid for him if he is selected. So those are my
1: seven. That's How about bad. you, Montana? That's, that's a great list. Again, a lot of similarities. One that I want to say right off the bat, this was my wild card, but I had I have Paul George as well. Um, again, he's not – you know been there throughout but they've been they've been a pretty consistent team and he's been that consistent piece over Kawhi in my opinion so I guess I'll just go start there I've got Paul George as my wild card and then my other wild card I've got to put you know Damian Lillard that's another player that has been out with some injury missed a little bit of time but he's had really successful stints when he's been in so those are my wild cards and then going through the list I also have Shai Gilgis-Alexandra he's been Super big Bryce bought for the Thunder. I mean that that's like that system and that goal and what they're trying to do. He is proof that it's working. Getting all those young guys, getting all those draft picks, building a young team and growing it, and having a couple of vets come in. That's huge. So I think that that is a gigantic. So the I think comment, that's
0: not to your pick. The comment. No. Like, yeah, yeah, go yeah. Ahead.
1: No. And then so yeah, I definitely have him. And then I have John Moran. He's been he's been playing great. He was right. I think he'll be a starter next season, but he's – I think he's he's just one season removed probably. Um, He was right up there though. And then I've got Anthony Davis. I didn't – I honestly, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think there's a chance. Now that he's back and he's healthy and he's playing again, maybe we see Anthony Davis get voted. I don't know. I I don't think it's a 100% – you know, for sure thing. But I think that's a, p- a potential surprise would be seeing Anthony Davis sneak his way in. And then I've got Lori Markin as well. It's It'd be super cool to see him. It's in Utah. That'd, that'd be awesome. And he's been balling out. And then Demontis Sabonis has been balling out as well. He's been putting up some big numbers. So, you know, a lot of these guys we both have, and I feel like a lot of them will end up on that list, but it'll be interesting to see who they end up picking.
0: So I think we have the same squad, except you have... Do you have John Moran on your list or no? I do. You do. Okay. So we basically have the same Western conference, except I have for, Davis. you have Anthony Davis and I have Darren Fox. So There's... a lot of great minds, great minds think alike. Uh, I yeah. want to address the comment from just a second ago from fracas. Um, yeah. I'm not thumbs down in the comments. A great question. I'm thumbs downing the fact that Zion is, is voted in as a starter. Uh, but, and even though he's missed a lot of time to injury, if he's not able to play, he's going to be replaced. Um, but there's been, and I my last blog about this actually. Thank you, fracas for bringing this up. Now I get to plug my last blog. Yeah. Um, I wrote a blog about the NBA fan vote and the history of the fan vote. And sometimes Ooh. they they get it egregiously wrong. Um, you know, heck, before they changed the rules, Zaza Pachulia would would have been an All Star starter a few years ago for the Warriors. Yeah, Zion's still in the NBA. And, but when he was, when Zion Williamson was on the floor, he was an obvious all-star. And that's one of the reasons why the Pelicans were a top three, top four team in the West. Do I think it's fair that he gets to play in the all-star game, even though he's missed most of the year? That's debatable. Not necessarily. That's what the thumbs down is for. But if he's not able to play, the commissioner is going to name a replacement who, he, you know, it's basically up to him. So we'll see if Zion's able to play. And if not, who that replacement will be. So. We're coming towards the end of another episode of Well Beyond the Arc, but real quick, now that we have the All-Star starters or and the reserves picked, at least our picks, um, got to mention that cool story for Joe Mazzulla of the Boston Celtics to be the Eastern Conference coach um, after everything he's gone through from training camp and all of a sudden being thrust in the head coach's role, and then Mike Malone of the Denver Nuggets will be coaching Team LeBron in the West, basically um, a very underrated coach, but. You know, now the next question for Mike Malone and the Nuggets. Can they do it in the playoffs? Now that we got all that out of the way, real quick, Montana, who's your pick for all-star game MVP? Who do you think is going to go for it and take it?
1: I think it's going to be LeBron because of the narrative. I think it's going to be LeBron. It's going to be LeBron.
0: I was hoping you'd take a little longer with the answer because now I'm trying to figure this out. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with Luca. I just think it's it's the year of Luka. I can see, I wouldn't disagree, and I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron got it, but I'm going to say it's going to be Luca Doncic. It's the year of Luka. That, that's where I'm going with this. So, well, this isn't the only place where you can find Montana and myself. Uh, we have other projects that we work on and <clears throat> other podcast shows, things of that nature. Montana, where else can our fans find you?
1: Yeah, so I have two other shows. One is called the Connor and Heffernan show. We talk about all things sports. We go through all major leagues, college sports, pretty much everything. Um we actually just released an episode last weekend uh a kind of an afc post thing and then we're doing another one this weekend so you can find us on youtube at the connor and heffernan show and you can also find us on spotify and then i have another show it's all things lakers purple and gold zone you can find that on the same youtube channel as the connor and heffernan show and then you can also find it on spotify as well at the purple and gold zone and i am potentially gonna have an episode releasing tomorrow so be looking for that for sure
0: Okay. We'll see if uh, Montana ke- continues to call his Lakers clowns or if he's got another name for him. Uh, well, you can find my work on my blog site, uh, the sports page blog. You can find that at the sports page Last uh, entry, I just mentioned a minute ago, talking about the NBA. Is it truly fantastic? Talking about uh, whether or not the fans should be voting <laughs> in the game in some instances where they might not have gotten the vote right. Uh, so be sure to check that out. And also, uh, some of my work going to be uh, continuing on usanews.com, not necessarily named, but a lot of the sports contact that uh, over the past few weeks uh, provided by yours truly. So um, sure to check that out. Well, as for us, we're, we're out. Uh, we will see you again next time. And we know when that is, we'll let you know. That's another reason to subscribe to the, app. Subscribe to the group and uh, good luck in retirement. Tom Brady. We'll see how that uh, fires up everybody. Take care.